0: Welcome the back to bunch. Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I am your host, the football Grump, and with me, as always, is Mike, the Cranky Fan. What's going on?
1: The best damn football team, the 1-0 undefeated, NFC East leading... And it, uh, d- Say it with your chest, come on. Yeah, <laughs> let's get excited. Yeah,
0: I am excited. Um... New season, things are looking good, uh, but for those of you who are new, just by the way, you can follow us on Twitter at football underscore grump at the cranky fan, but this show is on YouTube, Spotify, you know, all the usual platforms, you can find us there, so please tell a friend, and uh, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs>
1: whatever. Welcome, welcome, or welcome listen, to, who cares? <laughs> Yeah.
0: But you know, whatever. Uh, welcome to a new a new season. You know, a good season. We started off one zero. Whether it was perfect or not, it's it's good to. I don't know. Be in this spot because we have never been in this spot where Drump, we could just know, start the year like this. Drump,
1: this is in college football where there's polls and it, you know styles as much as substance. Winning is all that matters. So we're we're one zero, and you move on to week two. That's yeah, all that really matters. Yeah. If you're looking at this season, you know trying to make the playoffs and stuff that should be you should be more than happy about that um i think implementing a new culture on this team implementing a new system offensively and defensively getting young guys playing that's the things i'm excited about so good start good start yeah. to the uh, the new regime
0: yeah really that's that's it the long view here is that this is going to be a long season so um the long season it uh continues right in with the injury report right so a little bit of good news and then some weird news. So I guess – well, actually, I don't know. Let's start with this. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau, because this will be a quick one. Some people are saying he might be like a game-time decision uh, or or I guess like that idea is being floated out there. How do you feel about the like fifth overall pick being a game-time decision in his first NFL action? Do you feel like that's already like just sit him? I sit him. Yeah, that's how I feel too.
1: This season is there's, you know, after this week, there's 15 more games. This is his rookie year. He's going to be a cornerstone of this franchise. I don't see any value in bringing him back if he's not, you know, if not 100%, 95%. You know, you, you don't want him to favor anything, you don't want, you know, potential bad habits, you don't want him to get hurt. You know, if he's, if he tweaks something again and he's, you know, again, it becomes week to week or something worse happens and he's has to go in IR, is out for the season, you just wasted a year to rush him back for no reason. So I, you know, again, everything is time and place and c- circumstance. If this team is a legitimate playoff team and, you know, we need him to make the playoffs, different story. We're at the beginning of this, beginning of his career. I wouldn't bring him back until he's just about fully ready.
0: Yeah, and, and I know, like, some people have, like, the attitude of uh, not, like, babying guys in injury, but this isn't, like, a soft tissue injury, like, cramping or, or like, uh, you know, like, hamstring tenderness or anything like that. Like, he literally got hit in the knee. It's an MCL spread. Like, I've seen all I need to see that is the, if he, if he's not good by Thursday, I don't want to play him. Like, there's, I don't see the point. So, yeah, it just seems silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, so bigger news, I guess, is Kadarius Tony mysteriously shows up on the injury report today, Thursday, um, with a hamstring, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have any thoughts or opinions on this. Do you?
1: Well, conspiracy crank says it's pretty, uh, interesting how the guy only gets five or six snaps or seven snaps all of a sudden has a hamstring injury. I don't know. Uh, I I would love to be a fly in the wall in that uh, wide receiver room, but uh, I have a feeling that I made an investment in a jersey last year that next year will be uh, put away and never to be seen again. I I just don't see him being long for this team. There's just too many things that are pointing that he's not their guy. And I don't know if it's the same – Reasons like a Logan Ryan is gone, a, you know uh, Blake Martinez is gone. I, I don't know what it is, but you know, if they're saying last week he wasn't hurt and they can't get a couple of basic plays to get him on the field as being such a weapon that he is, now all of a sudden a hamstring injury comes out of nowhere. Something doesn't smell right, and for once, it's not just me. It doesn't smell. Oh, I don't know.
0: Nice. Um, you know, I I echo all those. I get that. Um, but i guess i'm just not going to feel any way like he was limited in practice today i guess i'm just i'm not really going to feel away until he's not on the field or not able to play or doesn't dress because of an injury i guess so you know you know what i mean like i get it i get what you're saying but like he was limited today sorry right. um you know i don't know maybe he does have a hamstring injury but until until that's directly impacting his game then game time uh availability i'm not really gonna care
1: yeah i don't know it just seems like too many things are happening that are pointing towards a bad conclusion to this you know his stay with the giants
0: no i i i no, i totally agree i you know but like it, again like it's frustrating the thing is, so the reason I say that is because if he if he does play Sunday and he does like catch five balls for you know seventy four yards, do we even remember that he was limited on Thursday with a hamstring thing?
1: Well, yeah, then everything changes
0: because that, I think, that's yeah that's that's I, why until it impacts Sunday, I'm not. Well, because I,
1: I I don't know, Tim. This is me again, conspiracy crank talking. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I, I I think that's a smokescreen for something else. Why they're you know. I don't know if they can keep saying every week, well, he doesn't know the playbook yet or he hasn't practiced enough yet. I, I just think at some point, again, I might be completely crazy and that might be just my no, I don't know, think that's crazy. My bias towards Kadarius Tony and where we came from, but I don't know. I mean how often can you keep saying, you know, it's just out of nowhere an injury pops up.
0: No, I mean, I I, I don't think it's nuts to be like, oh, well, just say he has a hamstring injury. We'll keep him at practice. He'll be limited. We need him to get, Mm -hmm. I don't know, say the playbook. I don't know, whatever it is. Whatever reason he's not on the field, get it sorted out behind the scenes or at practice or whatever it is. And then, you know, just say he's coming along good. And then when it's time, unleash him. And, you know, in the meantime the only media frenzy you have to deal with is like, you know, whatever, what do you want me to say? He's hurt. You know, that that is a perfectly valid reason to answer why, how how far along is Tony or whatever, or you know, we're just going to listen to the doctors is another line and, you can just pull out of your ass and it's and I acceptable. Guess you, can't get,
1: you can't get in trouble for saying, well, he's hurt when he's really not, and then he actually doesn't play. You know, yeah. I, I, you can't lie in the injury report and in like the opposite happening in a game situation. Right. Like you can't, hide the fact that someone's hurt and all of a sudden he doesn't play, or you can't say he's injured when he's really fine. I mean, you have to kind of, you know, if they say he's quote unquote injured and he doesn't play, that's completely legal and valid.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, it I sucks. guess it I, sucks. I mean, with no Wondell Robinson, you know, they need that guy in that position for this offense because, you know, I'm going to talk about it when we get to the preview of the game that, you know, there's film on this team now and what worked last week probably won't work again this week and they need some sort of passing game threat. And you know, your two best threats to make a play probably aren't gonna be on the field next week. So
0: Well maybe. Again, that now see that is jumping ahead is he was limited on practice on thursday he's probably not going to be on the field i have no idea if he's going to be on the field
1: i'm saying i'm just saying that he needs to be on the field because sure. I, I didn't yeah. say he wasn't i was just saying yeah well, the, No, no no i know to, I, yeah. yeah
0: um so we'll we'll get to the another the the other really big injury that's worrying me uh in a second but since you brought up Wandale robinson weird right like didn't they say after the game that that injury was like not really a big deal was coach's decision. He just kind of felt funny when he got tackled and they just decided to put him on the side. X-ray was negative. MRI is fine. Dude still hasn't practiced.
1: Yeah. I don't so remember telling me he could have just
0: went back into the game.
1: I don't remember hearing that after the, I thought he was out and he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. All
0: right, cool. Then, uh, yeah. to ignore what I said, right. um, it happens. Then the other one that really does bother me is Aaron Robinson apparently got appendicitis and had to have his appendix removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Ever had that it, grump? Uh, I, no. It's awful. I, I, I know a friend actually that... Uh, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: he, he had a fe- he had to convince his mother that he was really sick because he had a fever of like 103 and it was like his appendix was bursting. <laughs> I had so to miss bad. my
1: junior year in high school baseball because of appendicitis. It was awful. Yeah, it's bad.
0: Um, so your appendix is gone? No appendix. Ah, oh, freak. Um, they took
1: my tail off and they, they took my appendix out.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so that sucks. He is definitely out. I don't even know how long of an injury something like that is. Is surgery, you know.
1: A couple of weeks, I would think. I mean, now, again, again, this was 30-plus you know, years ago and I had my surgery. You know, the scar is a lot smaller now than it used to be, and I'm kind of a big puss and these guys are professional athletes, so I think the recovery time is not as bad as it used to be.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would assume that it's going to be for more than this game, though, and that sucks. That sucks think so. really bad. Yes. Um. So now what happens? I mean, do we even know who the next – we have to assume it's Cordell Flott, right?
1: Uh, I'd imagine so. I mean, what's his name who they picked up Uh, late – up the waiver wire you know is he yeah. ready to play no i mean so uh fabian moreau who they yeah. picked up on the waiver wire,
0: he's on the practice squad uh i i envision him being elevated i could see him being able to play in some capacity uh and i saw i think it was i don't remember if it was duggan or jordan renan but one of the beat writers was saying that like You know, in Wink's defense, the corner, the outside corner position, is not altogether one of the hardest ones to learn because a lot of it is just straight up man coverage. Mm -hmm. So it's just pretty much just guard this guy. You know, the question is
1: how good is he? I mean, is it really? I mean,
0: you you, you know, we already, I already thought that it wouldn't be outlandish if they worked him in eventually on the outside and worked Aaron Robinson back to the slot. Mm -hmm. at some point during the year so he's about average he's okay he might be good enough to make the defense function better if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um you know that's something you know the other thing is nick mcleod the guy they picked up um who is primarily being used on special teams as like a gunner he's not altogether terrible in man i I saw a couple things you know i don't know I, i certainly don't expect them to do that but uh, a going forward option, I'm not really sure that it won't be seen. I don't know. I saw some things he looked pretty good at jamming wide receivers that line of scrimmage and, you know, staying pace with them. So I don't know, maybe. But either way, all of these things, infinitely worse than just having Aaron Robinson healthy.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so Carolina Panthers. Let's talk a little bit about them. Um, they <laughs> baker mayfield faced his cleveland browns <laughs> last week um, it was a uh, weird did you week. watch
1: did you watch that game i did not i was oh. uh, i was coming back from gainesville and I, I was only just able to catch our game uh,
0: the tail end of it there like uh, carolina got pretty hosed by the officiating there there's some mm-hmm. some wonkiness there with a kind of a weird roughing the passer call that allowed Cleveland some extra 15 yards. And then like there was like a fake spike, then spike of the ball at the very end there to stop the clock or something, which is technically a penalty or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was very, very shenanigans heavy at the very end for a game winning (laughs) field goal. I got to feel pretty bad for Carolina Panther fans, but I don't actually at Uh, all. all. Yeah. Screw them. Um, I don't know, which side of the ball do you want to talk about first? Offense, defense, how you feeling?
1: Let's talk about the offense. I mean, that's kind of the big story from last week and, uh, you know, rolling over to this week. Uh, go ahead, give your thoughts first. And I'll, I'll All right,
0: about. so, you know, I'm not too worried about Carolina's defense. They're very ho-hum, or at least they looked very ho-hum last week. Um, I know not to take everything from week one in a three preseason game season, Uh, as gospel or anything like that, but you know, they just defensively, schematically, they don't do anything too crazy that worries me. Um, very much just rush four guys, maybe a fifth guy. It's all very obvious, nothing too chaotic, which the Giants have been practicing against for a while. Cleveland was able to run the ball all the fuck over them. I think they had like 200 rushing yards on them or something in that game. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, they hit those edges, which is kind of what Barkley was doing really well and the Giants were doing well last week, even with Matt Breida. So, you know, I feel I feel kind of okay uh, about the offense. Additionally, you know, the, the corners they have, J.C. Horn is somebody I really like, but uh, is, is still very grabby. And I think we can get some matchups there where we're just getting penalties if we can just get them in one-on-ones uh, with the right guys. Like if Kadarius Tony plays would be a great one because I don't even know if he'll touch Kadarius Tony. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say the two things on offense that are going to concern me are going to concern me for a while. And it's, uh, Daniel Jones doing something stupid like the interception that he threw in the red zone last week. Uh, and the left guard spot, it's going to concern me until it doesn't concern me. uh, you know, yeah. I, I see. I see no reason not to believe that some stunts and things on the left side are gonna trip up the left guard, maybe screw up Andrew Thomas even at the same time. Uh, Brian Burns is a really good defensive end that they have there. They have some good defensive tackles on that roster as well. Uh, that makes me nervous. Um, and Daniel Jones being pressured, especially from the blind side, and in like two seconds is the fastest way to make him do something stupid. So on offense, I actually feel good if that left guard spot is handled. I don't know how you feel.
1: Yeah, see, here's my take on this. It's that I feel everything was new last week for the Giants. You know, new coaching staff, you know, a semi-rebuilt offensive line. The unknown about is Saquon Barkley back or not. I think that was... They kind of caught um, the Titans a little bit off guard, I think. And I think now that, you know, they always say from the first week to the second week, you, you know, you have your, your, your best um, improvement when you get to watch the film. But unfortunately, now there's some film on the Giants. And I think seeing, you know, how, and I moaned about this on, on Monday's show about, you know, a passing offense that was built. Specifically for Daniel Jones not to make mistakes and to take pressure off that left side of the line, which the you know the pass blocking was awful on that side. You know, I expect now that they know that Saquon is a force again and the the run blocking was really good. You know, they're going to be keying up on that and they're going to force us to have some sort of a passing game. I mean, it's not going to be just little checkdowns and four yard you know little passes behind the line of scrimmage and stuff like that. Daniel Jones is going to have to make a play. These receivers are going to have to get open. They're going to have to, you know, keep the safeties and, and keep the linebackers honest because teams are just going to starting this week are going to load the box and they're just going to load up on the run and, and almost beg us to throw the ball and not just throw the ball, a little dink and dunk, throw the ball, 10, 15, 20 yards downfield. And, Again, I just don't think this team is good enough to consistently be able to do that on a dime. I mean, it's still part of the growing process of first the personnel we have now, and then ultimately as we get better talent on this offense. So I have, you know, I know what happened last week, and I'm not overreacting to anything I saw, but even with us or with Carolina, but I have some major concerns that I don't know if we're up to the task for adjustments that are made against us schematically.
0: No, I, I actually totally understand that. Uh the one thing that I di- I didn't mention that also I was thinking about is I think the running game was working so well last week that they didn't really open the playbook all that much. Um and I don't mean that from the passing standpoint. I think the the passing game worked poorly last week partially because it's a poor roster or you know they were mm-hmm. playing poorly. Um but I I mean even from the, the from the running side, I think they didn't really deep Dig, dig too deep into the playbook on their running playbook. Like, they, I don't remember really any like zone read, Daniel Jones.
1: Mm-mm. But you, um,
0: there were like true, two but... bootlegs, but like uh, you know stuff like that has not even been unleashed yet. And so if people are going to key in on Saquon Barkley, that is a really good way to keep people sure. honest.
1: But remember, you know nothing really happened until the second half started. I mean, how many, plays no, I understand made? that, but Even I mean, in the it... first half, we only ran 20 something plays. I mean, there was no offense, you know, passing or really rushing in the yeah. first half. It really started with that big run, which kind of opened up things. And then, you know, able to kind of to pound a little more, but, uh, no, I know. But
0: I mean, like as far as defensive uh, schematic adjustments to Barkley, I mean, that's one thing I noticed is that we didn't really run any of that mm-hmm. last week. So that's actually a really good way to counter if they are going to mm-hmm. try and load the box up. On, well, that's at least be, I that's, would think
1: that's going to be the cat and mouse game. And that's where we're going to, you know, put this coaching staff to the test. It's there's limited talent. You know, how are we going to adjust to the adjustments that are made against us? You know, how are we going to, you know, how good at chess players are these guys when they're playing with checkers? So that's that's going to be the most interesting thing to me to see. You know, this roster will flip over the next couple of years and you're going to see an upgrade, hopefully in talent with better drafting, better use of the salary cap, all these things. But this coaching staff is going to be here and hopefully if we lose coaching staffs, it's because we've done well enough that they get, uh, you know, promotions to other places and not they're getting fired for being incompetent. So let's see how these guys start gelling together and what, how do they think things schematically? How do they make in-game adjustments? How do they make personnel adjustments as necessary? That starts now. And that is something, if you're you know, a real fan of this team and in it for the long haul, that we could really take. You know, Seeing Saquon Barkley have a great game yesterday is great. You know, we're all excited. It makes us happy. But there's a very, very good chance he's not part of the long-term future of this team. You know, Daniel Jones throwing that bomb makes us all like, oh, he can throw it, but we all know he's probably not part of the long term part of this team. You know, Brian Dable, Wink Martindale, they are, until otherwise proven, are long term pieces of this team. So let's see what they can do.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of Wink Martindale, I'm, uh, I don't know how to feel. I'm like tepid about this defensively. Um, It certainly sucks not having Aaron Robinson. Uh, But on the flip side, I don't know if... You you said you didn't watch any of that uh, Panthers game. They looked like shit on offense. Uh, Ben McAdoo's offense. Baker looked all kinds of out of sync. I mean, I think he dropped four snaps in that game. Yeah. Um, You know, he just... Even even on the plays that worked or or even worked as designed, he
1: just didn't look comfortable. He looked unnatural. Like, how much... How much did he play in the preseason, and how much? I uh, yeah, I have no idea. No. I mean, they, the first games are, you know, they're rusty. Everybody's yeah, like, but I this, this like didn't.
0: Shit. It it really it, it looked like, it, like I said, like even the plays that worked, it didn't look like everything just clicked and it was like it looked perfect. It still looked unnatural. He looked. <laughs> Like, it didn't even look like an offense built for him. It's very that, that Ben McAdoo thing. Everything is really quick-paced and right. fast out of the hand. He doesn't do a whole lot of movement. You know, I mean, not really. Um, so, you know, he looked like shit. And I think, like, seven or eight of his passes got batted down. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think about what Baker Mayfield is, and I think about what Wink Martindale is, and Wink Martindale is going to blitz the shit out of him. Um, and I'm a little nervous about that because, like, I don't know. Like on the one hand, it seems like getting him out on the edge and allowing him to improvise, it uh almost plays into his like, comfort zone of just kind of letting things break down. And it actually I would think would expose our secondary.
1: Well it's scary um, when you don't have your two best pass rushers, you have to you know And you, you don't have even have
0: like your second best corner who's yeah, even he's you, not you have
1: that to good. manufacture a, a a a pass rush and Yeah, it could it could be very susceptible to the big play at the wrong time when you're doing that
0: yeah but you know on the other hand they really did look like shit and he like I said he looks unnatural so when the play breaks down he may not even know what to do or which direction Mm -hmm. to look or you know so I don't know this could be like a boomer bust game uh, Mm -hmm. blitzing the shit at him Um, yeah that's all I really got I'm just really excited I'm excited to go to this game Uh, we will be there uh, one o'clock um so my prediction is uh we'll be drunk uh we'll be we'll be pretty excited we'll have eaten some nice lunch uh Mm -hmm. and then uh then there will be a lot of yelling that's my prediction the score um (laughs) shit you know it's really difficult it's really difficult i'm gonna assume that thibodeau is not playing this game Mm -hmm. i'm gonna assume that ojalary is not playing this game uh I think this game is a cruddy, low-scoring affair, and I think it ends something like twenty to seventeen. And I'm going to say Giants are going to win this one. Uh, I don't. I, nice. I I I'm going to lean on Baker is still not comfortable in a brand new offense and the added pressure from blitzers coming at him hell or high water in every direction is going to make him screw up more than it is going to make him uh, do well and uh, that will work to the Giants favor in a turnover or two and that will help out an offense that otherwise sucks what's your prediction
1: well I predict I will be getting into uh, Newark Airport about eight thirty Sunday morning from my trip to Notre Dame I predict that I'll be meeting the football grump at Secaucus Air uh, Train Station. I predict we will be at L17 with the tailgate with our with our good friends getting ready. I predict we will then go into the stadium. These are things I can very confidently predict. For reasons I mentioned earlier, I am just very concerned that I don't know if we can adjust on the fly to what – Defensive scheme. They're going to throw at us. I, I, like I said, I really think they're going to just completely crowd the box. They are going to make Daniel Jones beat us. And this is not a knock on just Daniel Jones. This is a knock on that whole passing offense. You know, the receivers that will be available will not be available. The fact that, you know, on the left side, we're very worried about, and also, you know, even Evan Neal still has to improve on his, his pass blocking on the right side as well. Um, I predict that Kadarius Toney is not going to play. Um, I'm a pessimist. I hope he does. I hope this is all bullshit, but I just have a feeling he's not going to play. So one less weapon that we won't have. Um, we're just not good enough yet to be consistent. And, you know, if we, if we are in this game and it's the third quarter and Barkley has 11 carries for 29 yards, you know, this could be ugly. I mean, again, I, I'm i not as concerned about, you know, McCaffrey running wild against us. I'm not concerned about, you know, the quarterback, you know, just air mailing passes in and just th- killing us through the air. I just I just see us being challenged to, A, get down the field in a 12-play drive or have the big play where we score like we did last week. Uh, I, I really want to say we're going to go B2 and I'm going into the Dallas game. I not want to think about the Dallas game. I think, unfortunately, we're going to lose a low-scoring, ugly game, something to the effect of, like, 17-6. I don't know if we're going to score a touchdown in this game. Ouch. Yeah, I just have that feeling that, uh, you know, things like field position are going to play a big part in this game. And if we starting. You know, every drive on the 20 or even worse, and we have to go 75, 80 yards every drive. I, I, you know, I just don't see it happening. So I hope I'm wrong, but just the gut I have.
0: Yeah, put the gun away, Cobain. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's take that good energy and bring it around the division. Minnesota is playing at Philadelphia this week. Um, I'm going Minnesota this one. Philadelphia actually struggled with the lions there and they looked like garbage <laughs> trash. So I'm going to, I'm going to Minnesota on the other hand was putting up points like crazy. I know you have a Kirk cousins hatred though.
1: What's <laughs> an NFC East rival? Always an NFC East rival. <laughs> uh, that game's in Philly, right? Yes, sir. It's one of the two Monday night games, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Philly will win. I don't trust Kirk cousins going, uh, on the road hostile environment this early um that philly defense i think will will tighten up um you know bradbury had a pick six last week um i think they would win by 10 points can we just agree that jared goff sucks i think it's safe to say
0: okay i called that uh washington is at detroit since we're talking about jared goff um, Detroit does do some things that I think are pretty good. They, they certainly play a hundred miles an hour for, uh, for Campbell. I'll say that much, they, um, uh, but they're going to was... suck as long as Jared Goff is there. I'm saying Washington wins.
1: Well, I don't think they're going to, su- I mean, I think they're going to be average with him. I think this team is better than it's been in a while. They're kind of a hit pick by a lot of people to make the playoffs. Um, I think they may be sniffing the wild card when we get towards the end of the season. Um, I don't think Goff is one of those guys that gives you a super low floor. But I think his ceiling is pretty limited to what he can do. Um, But I think it's more than enough against this Washington team. I think they win by about, uh, I'll say by two touchdowns.
0: Wait, you think Detroit wins by two touchdowns? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Washington's Um, bad. No,
0: I mean, I, I don't doubt it. I just, I don't know. I don't really believe that Detroit team. Especially not at home. It felt like a lot of their momentum in that game was being at home.
1: Yeah, but this is not a prove-it week to me. This is not a— Oh, wait. A they are at home.
0: Ho- wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I had this backwards. I'm going to go Detroit on this one. I am flipping. I thought I thought they were playing in Washington.
1: That's fine. It doesn't matter where they're playing. I, I still think uh, Washington's very bad. They're a mess. And uh, like I said, again, with golf— again, I, He's not a guy who's going to singularly win you a game, but I don't think he's going to singularly lose you a game either. So, it, it, and against Washington, it gets enough. Do we invite you, um, Touchdowns?
0: Cincinnati is at Dallas. This is the Cooper Rush-led Dallas <laughs> Cowboys. Um, I didn't watch any <laughs> of Cincinnati's game. Did you?
1: Uh caught the tail end of it.
0: I think didn't like. I thought Burrow had like a shitty. Start, didn't he like throw a pick six like, almost like immediately?
1: Yeah, for a, not a burrow esque performance. No, mm.
0: I'm still going Cincinnati here, I think uh, so
1: too. And also, like Dallas's home record in the last several years is not that great to begin with, right?
0: Uh, Well, they they're seem, yeah,
1: they seem kind of beatable at home, and again, without you know, without Dak, that changes everything, and um, yeah. Over under on Mike
0: McCarthy being out and uh, Dan Quinn. Was, uh, did we talk about this on the show?
1: We talked about it offline. Um, uh, I Dan don't Quinn think, or Kellen Moore? I think that um, Dak being out gives McCarthy a bit of a stay of execution for a while. Oh, be-
0: man. Do you think a whole year?
1: Well, he's not going to be gone in a whole year. I mean, Fox News had that special breaking report that he'll be back in probably <laughs> in six weeks. So, um, you know, it, it blew up Twitter. It was (laughs) Jack Dorsey had to like, you know, invest more money into Twitter to make sure it could still run with that, you know, huge announcement. Um, But no, he'll be got probably about six to eight weeks. So I think that, you know, I think that Keith McCarthy, that gives him a stay for that amount of time. But, uh,
0: oh, I love it. Keep it coming. Zeke Next, as soon as Dak comes back, let Zeke get hurt and then, uh, you know, give him another whole year.
1: Sure. It's another
0: sure. year of Mike McCarthy's Cowboys. Yeah, I, mean, I love it. We
1: all know that whoever, even if they do smoke them, you know, if Kellen Moore or uh, Dan Quinn become the the interim coach, they're going to be throwing you know a boatload of money at uh, Sean Payton to take over next year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I what just his wonder.
0: Price do you think Sean Payton is the kind of guy that would uh, want to work for Jerry Jones?
1: Well, Bill Parcells did.
0: Uh, yeah, but for a Jimmy very Jones- short time. Uh, Jimmy
1: Johnson did.
0: But but wasn't Parcells only there for like two years and he left because he hated it? Didn't he quit?
1: Uh, Yeah, but I mean, he went there full well knowing what happened with him and Jimmy Johnson. It wasn't like a secret.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: You know, it, it's it's Jimmy Johnson, but it is also the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it's the marquee team in this league. You know money is no object for a guy like jerry jones he'll pay whatever it takes it's it's just up to sean if he wants to come get back into coaching and he wants to you know you know and remember also he was a long time dallas uh he's with dallas for a while right like he's like an assistant coach and stuff he's got ties
0: he was our assistant coach
1: yeah but he's with dallas too for a bit
0: uh i'll take your word for it i believe I don't
1: so. know yeah, yeah i believe I, you. I, I i you know again I think that's what, you know, they're going to be That's their number one target. But if he doesn't, you know, I think it opens up for, uh, for Kellen Moore, I think more than Dan Quinn.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, that's it for NFL stuff. Uh, you want to flip to college weekend? What are you doing Saturday? What are you doing? Yeah, are I got you a watching? fun
1: one this weekend. Uh, the wife went to Cal and they are playing at Notre Dame this weekend. So, uh, Florida is not playing at Notre Dame till 2031, and by then I will be ugh, very old. So an opportunity to go to South Bend, I can't pass up. So I am foregoing going to the the Florida USF game. I'll I'll put that down as a win in in Penn. Um, but going to Notre Dame should be a lot of fun. Notre Dame's 0-2. It would be pretty funny if Cal beat them. I'm not counting on it. But another reason is I want to see a couple of potential prospects that – you know, the Giants may be considering in the draft this year. Um, there's three guys of kind of interest. Two of them I'm going to spotlight here really quickly because of they are positions of need. Um, first one, tight end Michael Mayer, six foot four, 265 pounds. He was a five star recruit, number one tight end coming out of college, uh, out of high school three years ago. Great size. He's nicknamed Baby Grunk. Um,
0: is he, he? I think he's the second one to be called that. I think they I think, you, Pat I think basically everybody's called
1: Baby Gronk the third, the fourth, the fifth. Yeah, so. uh,
0: but dude, he's I, he's awesome. He's like your traditional tight end,
1: right? I mean, he's a guy. You know, think of Jeremy Shockey without the Miami attitude. <laughs> so, um, you know, tight end is you know is a, a definite need on this team. I think so, and he's projected to be a middle to late first round pick. So. And Notre Dame does a very good job of uh, grooming tight ends and and, and incorporating it into their offense. so I'll definitely be watching him you know to see how he does against a uh, a Cal defense that has eleven guys on the field. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Cal, um,
0: Cal has a safety that I kind of like. Daniel Scott, oh, not so okay. bad. Uh, just somebody to keep in mind while you're watching. I don't he's on my watch list. He's somebody that I'm looking out for because people talk about him. Uh, you know, so uh I, I took a quick look at him. I saw enough to put him on the list. So I don't have anything crazy with him. I, I think he's actually an all pack twelve, uh like a preseason all pack twelve player. Okay. Uh so somebody somebody worth watching uh okay. while you're watching.
1: Um the other guy I think we should focus on for Notre Dame is their center, Jared Patterson, six foot five, three oh five, a four star coming out of high school. Um Very strong lower body. Uh, Excellent drive out of his legs. uh, Changes direction very quickly. Um, Also can play guard, too. So if we're looking for guys that, you know, can be cross-trained, especially with the injury problems this team always seems to have, um, that could solve two birds at one stone. And again, he's projected also to be kind of a late first-round pick as well. So, um, you know. That's
0: big because we badly – I mean – Badly. John Feliciano has done a pretty good job so far. Um, but you know, he's not a future I, guy, right? No, he's not a future guy, and he's also not doing great. He's just, he's doing a scrappy good job. So, um, yeah, center is definitely something. And, you know, this fucking team, they should be drafting an <laughs> offensive lineman in the top three rounds every year for the next five years, just in case. Exactly. You know?
1: um, they have a defensive end, Isaiah Foxley, that, you know, you may want to watch also. I didn't do a real spotlight on him because. I don't see defensive end is a real need for the Giants, but someone just to kind of keep your eye on as you're watching the game too is another um, another talented guy. So um, you know, I know everybody here in in just Giants land is is really gonna be rooting for the school of the wife of one of the hosts as you're rooting for Cal. But uh, if that's not what's gonna drag you to watch this game, then you know some of these guys may be a, a little bit of interest. I think it's a. 3.30 game Eastern time which means it will be over before the Florida game uh, at 7.00 so um, something to check out during the day
0: uh, yeah I'm going to be watching Penn State Auburn
1: Yeah, um, might, be, might be a better game
0: Auburn has a couple of guys but mainly uh, I'm just interested in watching Tank Bigsby I think watching running backs especially college running backs is just fun uh, but just I mean look at look at our, our running back core right now uh, start from the bottom up. Is Gary Brightwell long-term piece? Antonio Williams? Um,
1: Saquon uh, Barkley? <laughs>
0: Matt Breda? Any of these people could not be... None of them. None of them are guaranteed anything here next year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, running backs galore. I'm going to watch running backs wherever I can. Really, uh, it's just cool to see Penn State is playing up against an SEC team. Uh, so it's a good chance to watch guys for Penn State. Um really like Joey Porter, the cornerback that Penn State has. He's really scrappy. I could see him maybe making some noise in uh, a Wink Martindale defense maybe in some respects. Um, there's a safety there that people talk about, Jair Brown. I'm going to be watching for him because I don't know a whole lot about him. Um, I just watched a quick highlight thing, and he looked pretty sick. So um, that's thing where about, I'm going to be focusing on.
1: Yeah, the, the thing about Auburn is they've been a team for the last several years where – the parts are greater than the sum. Like, there's talent, but they've had some pretty bad coaching. They've had chaos with their athletic director. They just, they're a mess of a program. But they still, because they're in Auburn, you know, they have a uh, an alumni group that, you know, spends a lot of money. They've been active in NIL. They get talent. Uh, it just hasn't come together for them yet. So um, they're a team that, you know, they may be Auburn, but if they were on the schedule, I'd be worried to play them, especially on the Plains. So um, that would be a good game to watch also, definitely.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, know, I know you're not really going to be focusing on uh, Isaiah Foxsky for Notre Dame because <laughs> Edge is not really a major mm-hmm. concern for this team after drafting uh, Tibbs and having Ojolari, whatever. Uh, with Joey Porter and Jaya Brown, I think just with Wink Martindale's defense, there's always look at defensive backs. Uh, I think even if they're not going to be shut down, lockdown, man corners, uh, mm-hmm. to to play on the outside, they're going to need to just, they're just, I think they're just going to load up on defensive backs. So mm-hmm. um, anybody with big hitting ability, blitzing ability, uh, anybody with a high intellect that you know whatever things like that, they're all traits worth watching. I think. Um, so yeah, that's a that's going to be our weekend, huh? So Saturday we'll be watching college football. Sunday we'll be very very early in the morning meeting up and getting trashed in a parking lot like uh where are we gonna be again adults. l17 l17 i think Or 16. we'll be with
1: the uh we'll be with the boys from uh from talking giants we'll have all of our friends there so uh come on by and uh yeah. and say hello and tell you tell us how much how stupid we are or if you agree with us or anything or you know just say we'll hi just know. hang out and just hang out beer yeah, yeah. Smash Listen to deer. a great playlist that uh, Snacks always provides. Looking forward to that.
0: Yep. Yep. Alright. Alright, so we will see you all there. Uh, and then after that, we will have an episode as our typical time, Tuesday morning uh, at 9.30 on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc. So we will see you all then. Go Giants! Go
1: Giants!